Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, we want to work on your financial intelligence. Yes, uh, some information necessary, and I don't always give out a lot of just straight-up information, but today I'm going to go ahead and go with the information type of uh, radio show, because I think something happened the other day that really sort of sparked me into wanting to do one of these, which I don't do that often. Uh, again, we're going to call this the information educational type radio show. What happened is out with a lady the other day, um, she'd call me about some topic, and, um, and I said, well, let's go out to eat and have a drink and enjoy ourselves. And uh, myself and her and Melissa, my fiance, went out, and um, we were discussing really a happy topic. This is what I call one of those happy feet topic where you, oh, this is fun to talk about. She had just sold a real piece of real estate, her first big investment, and she had made millions of dollars. Now, I'm going to give you the exact amount, but she had this very large amount of cash uh, that she had just received from closing this deal. And what she wanted to know was where should she keep it um, while she waited to get into the next deal or next deals, whichever she was going to do. And... Um, as we, we started to talk, we, we came up with the, we went through this conversation that I've had with many people, had the same conversation with Curtis Haynes uh, a few months back. Uh, we went through the same conversation where, what do you do when you sell a property? You've got a very large chunk of money left over. And, you know, you know you're going to redeploy it, right? We know that. And I'm going to explain to you why in a second that that happens. But when you have a very large chunk of money, what do you do with it? And it's funny, at first you say, I'm just going to stick it in my savings account and let it sit there, which is what I did for years. I thought, okay, that's just the logical thing to do because you don't want to tie it up in a CD. And this is the conversation I'm having with her and I've had with Curtis and I have with other many other people for 27 years, is that you don't want to stick it in a CD because what if the most incredible deal in the world shows up on your doorstep tomorrow morning? And to do it, you have to have the money within 30 days or 60 days to close that deal. And if your money's all tied up in some kind of a deal where you're locked up, then you have the potential of missing that deal. And we'll talk about how important that is here in a few minutes. Secondly, um, something to worry about, and this is what happened to Curtis Haynes. He had his money in money market accounts. Some you know, really smart financial advisor was working with him. Obviously, Curtis is a very smart guy. And he put his money in money market accounts, and then boom, in 2007, 2008, I think it was, 2008, the banks shut down. And they would not pay out the money market accounts. They just closed them down and said, hey, we're freezing these accounts. And so Curtis got stuck in a real estate deal where he was about to close the deal. 
and all of his funds were frozen. I mean, this, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. They just froze his money. So we got him out of that. That's not a problem. I came in with the money and did the deal for him. And you know the history. Now he owns 40 apartment complexes, you know, 9,000 units, a billion dollars worth of real estate. So that deal all worked out well. But the point was is that the reason I could bail him out was because I was more liquid than he was. My money was sitting in a savings account and not in a money market account or not in a CD where they could freeze your money. And what happened here, what I want you to get is I'm talking with this lady and I'm explaining this to her. We don't want your money in CDs. We don't want your money in money market accounts. It just could be disastrous for you. You can't be liquid enough to make a move. And so she said, well, I've looked at savings accounts and she had found savings accounts that went up to, um, well, most savings accounts right now, by the way, are paying about 0.6%. That's six tenths of a percent. And she said, you know, I talked to my, some financial person that she knows somebody was, and they said they could get her a 0.1, a 1.8% return. And she said, how does that compare? And I said, that's pretty good, but we've got other considerations to look at here. This is a very large amount of money. Are you going to put all that in one bank account? Remember, FDI savings, you know, the federal government's insurance, FDI insurance, FDIC insurance is only up good up to $250,000 per person and $250,000 per person's on the account. So the first thing that I, I explained to her that she didn't understand yet, but she went back to a financial planner and threw this at him was, is that if you have more than one person on a savings account, which could be you your spouse, you can even put your kids on it. You can have up to $250,000 worth of insurance per person who would get the money out of that account if you would die. So in other words, if you um, define them as beneficiaries of the account, each person that would be a beneficiary of that account would have the government insuring up to $250,000 of that account. So I said, with the large chunk of money you have, I'm going to have to give you about five different accounts. That one's okay. 1 1.8 is fine. I gave her some over 2% money. I gave her 2% money. I gave her 1.95. I gave her a 1.9. I gave her 1.85. She already had a 1.8. And I said, you need to spread this money out over these different accounts so that you get the FDIC insurance. And if you spread it out far enough, right, you're going to have that insurance because you can put your your yourself, your husband, your kids, whatever you want to put on there as beneficiaries, and get that insurance. And so we figured that all out and everything. But then what was interesting was after that, it always turns around to the same conversation. I have this conversation with Curtis. I have it with everybody I ever talked to. And that is that money in that bank is not earning you anything, even if it's 2% interest, which is three times what 0.6 is, right? It's over three times. It's a 300% increase from where normal people's savings accounts are at. Even with that three times earnings power, it's nothing compared to, compared to a piece of real estate. So today what I want to do is I want to look at what does real estate do? How does real estate make you so much money, so much more money than traditional investments? I also want to debunk a myth, and the myth is that the stock market outperforms real estate. This is a myth that's created only by people that are completely ignorant trying to sell you stock, right? The stock market does not outperform real estate. I've never met anybody that got rich by owning stocks. I know rich people who own stocks, but I've never met anybody who got rich by owning stocks. 
I know people who have gotten rich by owning real estate. And I also know rich people who put their money back into real estate. So it's an oxymoronic thought. It's the same thing with gold. I know people that are rich who own gold, but I've never met anybody who tells me that they got rich by owning gold. Gold, stock market, these types of things are placeholders. They're a place to put your money because you don't know what to do with it. Where should your money be at? If it's not in real estate, guys, it should be in your own personal business. Businesses make large amounts of money for people that own them. The richest people in the world. Let's talk about, oh, Bill Gates, yes. Uh, let's talk about Zuckerman. Uh, let's talk about Warren Buffett. These guys didn't make their money in the stock market. Yeah, they hold stock. They went public. They made their money by owning the companies that went public and benefiting the, from the rise in the stock when they owned already billions of dollars worth or hundreds of millions in a small company. But people don't get that. They seem to think that they got rich because they're in the stocks. No. The stock market is a place to raise capital to make entrepreneurs rich. So whenever I'm not buying real estate, I'm starting companies. And I've got many different companies, and I've started many, many, many companies over the years. Some of them didn't make any sense. I let them go. Some of them worked out really well, kept them going. You know, but companies make money. Real estate makes money. Stocks, bonds, CDs, savings accounts. They're just a place to harbor your money, to put it, to store it, and hope that there is some increase. The reality is the increase might not even keep up with inflation. Now, sometimes there's really good run-ups in stocks. That, that occurs. There's no doubt about that. But there's also times when there's run-downs. And... I guess if you were smart enough to stay in the stock market when it crashes and not lose your cookies over it, you probably could be okay if you just stuck it out because in the long haul, the stock market, like real estate, values go up and down, up and down, up and down. But most people get freaked out when they see their money go away in the stock market because it might not be at the right time in their life. But in real estate, we don't worry about that time because it's always a good time to get the rent in the mail and to make cash flow. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The largest multifamily bus tour in the country is coming to Dallas Friday and Saturday, October 25th and 26th. Join Dell Walmsley, national radio host, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, and his top team of investors, realtors, and expert educators. Ride your way to triple-digit returns. Go to MultifamilyMastersTour.com. Gain one-on-one -on -one access to industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndicators, and trade professionals. Get the only bus ticket worth millions at MultifamilyMastersTour.com. Dell says the things you just can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, spouse, even the cat. Need him to deliver the message for you? Don't worry. Dell's past show archives are just a mouse click away. So go to DellOnTheRadio.com and turn your speakers up for everyone to hear. Dell delivers his daily Dellisms and liberating unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day at DellOnTheRadio.com. 
Do you have an extremely long work commute? Are you tired of sitting in rush hour traffic stressing about your 9 to 5 corporate grind? Maybe you're thinking, I need a new work route or a better boss. What you really need is a better way of making money. You need a passive income stream. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we've been teaching people how to invest in real estate for 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. One of the ways is market appreciation. Real estate doubles in value every 20 years. It may fluctuate in the short term, but is forced to rise over the long term with inflation of building materials, labor, and scarcity of land. While stock investors live and die by market appreciation, real estate investors see it as a nice bonus to the other four ways real estate makes them money. To learn how, attend a free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop by visiting lifestylesunlimited.com. That's lifestylesunlimited.com to learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. Our free workshop calendar is at lifestylesunlimited.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370. The right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, I'm going to share with you six reasons that real estate outperforms other investments. Um, any one of the six could be as good as some other investment, but the fact that this has all six of them at the same time makes it undeniably the most profitable investment you could possibly make. So we're going to cover this through the show if you want to follow along. We'll start with the first thing that most investments cannot do, and that is called captured equity. What does that mean? That means I go out there, and because the market is so imperfect, is the term I'd like to use, it's very easy to find situations where you can buy something below what its value is. Simply buy it below what its value is. So you've got a guy and a gal out here that want to sell their home. Uh, the home's not in real good shape, so it doesn't really qualify for a Fannie Mae loan. And let's say that the home is worth $200,000. But there's $10,000 worth of repairs need to be made before Fannie Mae would lend on the home. So you would think you'd buy the house for $190, but that's just not how it happens. What happens is we go out there and we buy that house for $150,000, $160,000. And so we capture $40,000 of equity. We call this captured equity. Now, think about what that would mean. Let's say you go to the stock market and say, I want to buy an IBM stock or you want to buy Microsoft stock. And you say, okay, I want to buy $200,000 worth of Microsoft stock. What are you going to pay for that stock? You're going to pay $200,000. So go to your stockbroker and go, no, no, no. What I want to do is I want to buy $200,000 worth of IBM stock and only pay $160,000 for it. And your stockbroker is going to look at you like you're insane. You're out of your mind. It can't be done because it can't. And any other investment that gets traded in an open trading market, that can't be done. Now, you could do this if you buy used cars. You could go out there and find a car that's worth 10000 The guy that owns it doesn't know that. Or 
he needs money so bad he's willing to sell it to you for 3000 because maybe it needs some repairs and he doesn't have the money to do the repairs. That would be the same story with the house. Maybe, you know, even though the repairs only cost 10000 maybe they don't have 10000 That's why they're selling. They're forced to sell, and they're forced to sell below what it's truly worth, net, 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 of the repairs necessary to do it. So we're able to buy this captured equity. Well, what kind of returns can you make on captured equity? That's what really blows your mind. Let's say, for instance, that we go out here and we buy a house, and uh, it's a $200,000 house. Well, let's do 100000 It's real round numbers for radio. It's easier. We go buy a $100,000 house, and we buy it for, let's say, $60,000. Well, we have lenders that will lend us up to 80% of after-repaired value. So if the house is worth 100000 after you repair it and do $10,000 worth of repairs, and we can buy it for sixty, they will lend us up to $80,000, but they won't lend us up to eighty unless it's actually going to have that much in it. So if we bought it for sixty, do 10 repairs, they would only lend us 70 just enough to buy it and do the repairs. So we'd have no money in the deal. So what is that captured gain, which is $30,000? That's a infinity number. If you put a dollar, say we invested a dollar into the deal, we've now got a 30,000% return, right? It's just unbelievable. Now let's say that we had to do 20,000 in rehab and we break even. Again, now we have, uh, we're in for 80, it's worth 100, we make 20,000. We make 20,000 on a zero investment, let's put in a dollar, and now we have a 20,000% return. You're not seeing anything like that. Go to the stock market and say, you know, I want to buy stock and have you lend me all the money to buy it. Now, they, there are margin accounts, by the way. There is such a thing. Uh, but I think that they only lend up to 75% is what they do. But the point is, it's 75% and you have to put the other 25% down. You have to put that money in. Now, let's talk about this house. Let's say, for instance, it's more uh, a less aggressive deal, a... Uh, lower profit deal. Let's say we're buying the $100,000 house for 80 and we put 10 in to make it worth 90. It's worth 100 after repaired value. So now we make 10,000 bucks. $10,000 on what? Well, if we put 10% down, which would be $10,000, that's a 100% return. Now think about making a 100% return the moment you buy the piece of real estate. Now if we had to put 20% down, it would be a 50% return. So when you go to your stock market, and you, the guy and say, your finance plan, go, I want to buy something today that I can buy for $80,000 that's worth $100,000. And first of all, he doesn't have that, but let's say he could. And you say, but then I don't want to put anything down. Well, he can't do that. So let's say you have to put the 20000 down. So, okay, I'm willing to put down 10%, 20%, so I put $20,000 down to make a $20,000 instant gain. That's captured equity. That's a 100% return, though, guys. you got to think about that. So how does anybody, any investment, compete with a 100% return the day you buy it? That's the kind of thing you just can't fathom. It's the difference between the kind of money we make as real estate investors and the kind of money that you don't make as not being a real estate investor. And nobody even understands it. They don't even get it. It's not even brought up. You never hear your financial planner ask you, um, as we get into some deals today, would you like some instant gains? Right? How would you like to capture some instant gains today? 
There's no such thing. They're not telling you that. Go to your financial planner. Listen to me. Listen to me on the radio. Think I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And then go talk to your financial planner and ask him to do for you what I'm telling you we do on a regular basis. And see, the guy can't even understand what you're talking about. If he knew he could make 100% return, he'd be out there making it. But he doesn't believe it because he doesn't understand it and he can't do it. That's the difference. So we start, I'm going to write that down here. I'm just going to make a note to myself. Note to self, 100% return, captured equity. What if it's only 50%? That's still pretty cool. What if it's only 25%? That's only cool. What if it's infinity? That's unbelievable, right? If it's infinity. Now we're starting to compare that to the stuff that you've got. Stock market goes up by 10% a year, 12% a year. Wow. That's a year and it's only 10%. This is instantly and it's 100%. It's not even close, is it? Not even close. So as we look at this situation, we're beating everything that you're going to do for the rest of your life within the first month of doing the deal. You put your money into, finance, into the stock market, and it goes for up by 10% a year for 10 years. That's 100% return. You put your money in a piece of real estate, you make as much return the day you buy the real estate as you had made by having your money in the stock market for 10 good years, not to mention the bad ones, just 10 good years. Think about that when we come back. I've got five more reasons that real estate's better in the stock market. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm talking about six different reasons why real estate outperforms the stock market as far as earnings and or any other investment that I know of, per se. Um, we talked about number one, which is equity capture, which is over the hill. I mean, it's unbelievable. Number two is cash flow. Now, this is an interesting concept that I've never understood, but many, many people in life don't have any expectation for cash flow from their investments. And I ask you this, you own a single family home, how much does it pay you per month for that, you know, the privilege of having all your family's equity in it? And the answer is nothing. If you own a 401k, what does it pay you per month for the privilege of having all your money's equity in it? And the answer is nothing. An IRA, what does it pay you? Nothing. Now let's look at stocks. Most stocks pay no distributions. Some, however, pay dividends. Um, so if you've got like one of the best dividend stocks out there, which most people don't, most people have nothing coming in for their stocks as far as dividends. But if you have one of the best dividend stocks out there, you might earn 4%, all right? That's a pretty hefty number, considering nothing is the average. So if you look at that, and then you look at CDs, 
Right now, CDs, you can earn up to 3.5% on a CD. Uh, savings accounts, you can earn up to 2% on a savings account right now. Um, and by the way, when you go CD for 3.5, you're going out, I think, five years to get that. I'm pretty sure. Um, tying up your money. So you've got all these ways to earn income. But then when you look at real estate, our worst deals, the ones that you know we consider our bread and butter, you're just going to get what you get type of deal, is going to prove out to be somewhere between on cash flow basis between 5 to 15%. And on good deals, and this could be anywhere from 10 to 20%. Now, in some rare occasions when you're buying single family houses, you can get even higher than 20%. I've seen 24, 25. In the old days, we'd get 30, 40, 50%, but that's the old days. It's not today's marketplace. And, you know, remember, these are the deals that are just the exceptional deals. Are they still out there? Yes, they are. Do we still find them? Yes, we do. But can I say that we can get you one every single day? And the answer is no. These are the exceptional deals. But you can go out there all day long and swing a golf club and come back with a single-family cash flow of 10%, 15%. That's easy to do. Um, apartment complexes, you can earn you know, anywhere from 7 to 10% on the first year. As you own them, you get them in better shape, you increase their income, you control their expenses. I've seen those cash flows go from seven to eight, nine, 10. I've seen some go to 12, 15%. Um, some deals that are rehab deals, I've seen them jump up into the 20s, percent, mid 20s type of a deal. So what does that really mean? Well, it means if your money's sitting in a savings account, and like I, I spoke with this lady, I said, let's, let's get your money into something safe that you won't lose your money, it's you know, FDIC insured, We'll get it up to 2%, 1.9, 1.95, 1.85. Um, that's something to do. It's safe and it's earning a small amount of money. It's something to do. But just as soon as you can get that money back into an 8% return, think about what that is. If you're earning 2, right? If you're earning 2 and you went to 4, you would have an under 100% increase in the rate of return. If you're earning 2 and you could get to 6, that's a 200% rate of return, in, increase in rate of return. And if you can get to eight, that's a 300% increase in rate of return. Now think about that. That's a massive increase in rate of return. 300% better, not as you're seeing it, 5% better. Yes, it's 5% higher return, but percentage return increase is 300%. Wouldn't you like to increase your profitability by 300%? It's very simple. Get into real estate. Get away from all these other investments that you're in because real estate pays those kinds of dividends. Now, I have to tie in with this something that is really the sixth benefit, but I want to make it clear that this sixth benefit spread out in multiple different ways across these different benefits, uh, across these different gains. And that is tax-wise. If you earn money from a CD or a money market account or a savings account or stocks, that dividend is taxable as ordinary income. So let's say you make 2% of that savings account. You lose 30% of that. Now you're down to, to one point. Let's see, that'd be six off at 1.4%, right? Let's say you make 4% in stock dividends. Now you take 30% off of that, and 30% of four, it's going to be seven. It's going to take you down to 2.1, 2.2%, right? That's... That's what happens with, with taxation. And so when you look at that, 
the spread in return is even larger because of the taxable consequence of the way real estate gets taxed compared to other incomes and the way they get taxed. So you just, you got to see that to understand what it's all about. So I say this all the time. How is it an investment if there isn't cash? How is there an investment if it isn't cash? Think about that. How is there an investment if there isn't cash? Hmm. Now, think about this also. If you own a piece of real estate and you own some stocks and the stocks go down, you haven't lost anything, but you haven't gained anything. If you own a piece of real estate and the market shifts and the market value of the real estate goes down, if you don't sell, you haven't lost anything, but you're still earning the distributions. So it's completely different. If your value of your stock goes down, the amount of your distributions goes down. But in the, the real estate world, if the world crashes and real estate values go down, people stop buying houses and they start renting. That's what happened in 2008 and 2009. And it's continuing to happen. Rents have gone up every single year since I've ever been in real estate. I don't see rent decreases. Now, I'm sure there are somewhere, I mean, but it has to be situational. For example, in Michigan, Detroit, when all the businesses went out of business, the, you know, the auto deals, auto manufacturers went out of business, people left the city. When people leave the city and there's houses everywhere, well then yes, rents are going to go down and some houses can't be rented. But that's an anomaly. You've got to keep that in mind. That's an anomaly. It's not an anomaly in the stock market on any day, week, month, or year for that sucker to go down. That's just something it can do. So cash flow. By the way, I always ask this question. How do you retire if you don't have any cash flow? Hmm? The answer, you don't. Number three, appreciation. We all look at real estate against the stock market, and the only number they count is appreciation. So their concept is, is that real estate appreciates at like 6 or 7% a year over the last 100 years, and the stock market is appreciated by 12% per year over the last hundred years. And by the way, I'm making up both of those numbers, but it's the kind of hogwash that they tell you. And so most people, when they buy real estate, they have this theory, location, location, location. They want to buy real estate in a good neighborhood because they think it's going to go up, appreciate faster, because some bad neighborhoods don't appreciate at all. Some appreciate one, two, three percent. Really good neighborhoods might appreciate six, seven, eight percent. And some super hot areas of country might, or subdivisions, or cities or whatever, some submarket might appreciate as much as 15%, which would be just abnormal type of appreciation. So when they compare and they say to you that the stock market has always outperformed real estate, they're using only that one type of return, which is appreciation. Now, something we can do that you can't do, which is number four, is something called forced appreciation. Forced appreciation is where you take something and you improve it and you force it to go up in value. So we might go out there and buy an apartment complex for a million dollars, renovate it for $100,000, and because of the renovations, it's now worth $2 million. And granted, we put 25% down on a million dollar deal, we put in $250,000, put in 100,000, we have 350,000, but we've just made it go up in value to 2 million. We've got a million one in it. That means we just made $900,000 on a $350,000 investment. That's a little shy of 300%. I don't see any appreciation like that type of appreciation going on in anything but real estate.
We take a short break here. If you'd like to call in and interrupt this conversation, we have two more ways you can make money in real estate. Our number is 877-711-5211 if you'd like to comment. Otherwise, when we come back, we've got two more reasons that real estate outperforms all their investments. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes. Learn to master apartment investing on the Multifamily Masters Tour with Dell Walmsley and Lifestyles Unlimited in Dallas, Friday and Saturday, October 25th and 26th. Ride along with the country's top team of apartment investing professionals as you tour four apartment communities with the owners and operators alongside their mentors and educators. For more information, visit MultifamilyMastersTour.com. Experience award-winning multifamily strategies in action. Get the insider secrets to triple-digit returns. Learn the six ways you can make multifamily millions, too. Open Q&A format with Dell's top team, including operations consultants, mentors, and award-winning members. Get your seat on the bus at multifamilymasterstour.com. Due to the nature of the event, seating is very limited. Ride with us for the day and learn how to close the gap on your retirement with multifamily properties. What a profitable property being run as a business looks like in person and on paper. How Lifestyles Unlimited members win local, state, and national awards year after year. Which path is right for you? Lead, passive, or independent owner? How to upgrade your profits by upgrading your apartment and what you want. Open Q&A all day long. The only bus ticket worth millions. Get yours at multifamilymasterstour.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 137, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing six different reasons why real estate uh, investing or the investment in real estate is more profitable than any other types of investments other than maybe owning your own business, a la Bill Gates or um, Zuckerberg or anybody, uh, Warren Buffett, who owns Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, those types of businesses, or, or any business for that matter, run correctly, is going to have the highest rate of return out there. But real estate is one of those things that's right there with it. Uh, the next two, we've done one through four so far. First one was capital, or was captured equity. Second one was cash flow. Third one was appreciation. Fourth one was forced appreciation. And number five is capital gains. Um, when you look at a piece of real estate, you have something called capital gains. It is not cash flow and it's not ordinary income. And when you pull this money out, it gets taxed at a lower tax rate or it doesn't get taxed at all. Now, we can take and force appreciation or force a capital gain through real estate where you buy stock, there's nothing you can do to force a capital gain. We can force that capital gain by improving the quality of the property or just improving the management of the property. Now, when this capital gain occurs, what's different for us is that we don't have to sell the property to capture the capital gain. We can refinance the money out and the money that comes out is tax free. So I'll give you an example. We buy a property for a million dollars. We put $200,000 down, we get $800,000 loan. 
and we go in there and we increase the income by just 10%. So the income was 300000 a year uh, minus 200 in expenses, which gave us $100,000 in net operating income. That net operating income is the amount of money we'd earn if we owned the property free and clear. And that's after all expenses. So we make hundred grand a year. Now we take that up by 10% to 130,000 by increasing the sales from 300 to 330. Drops to the bottom line, $330,000, $130,000 income now makes the property worth $1.3 million. We now go back to the bank and say like a new 80% loan and they give us a loan for um, $1,050,000, which is 80% of that, 1.3. And then we pay off the old loan of $800,000. And what do we walk away with is $250,000 tax free. Now remember, we had to pay 50000 closing costs to do the first transaction. We had to pay 50000 to do the second transaction, actually a little less than that. But it, all in all, what basically comes out to is about 100% gain. How long does it take to make that gain? Well, in some cases, it's property small enough, we can get that all the stuff done that needs to be done to turn that around within six months. Larger property might take a year. Really large property might take two years. The longest one I ever did was 18 months, and in 18 months, uh, we made the property go up. Uh, let's see, we bought it at 8,000 a door. We put four in it. We owned it for 12. We sold it for 35. So uh, from 15 to 35, $20,000 a door uh, type of gain. That's a lot of money, especially since it was like 320 units or something like that. So it was a, it was a massive gain. And again, just round those numbers off. You don't have to have specific actual numbers to conceive what I'm talking about. But the very simple fact is, now, as in this case, we did sell this property, but before we sold it, we did a refinance, and we pulled out that equity tax-free. Now, let's go on to the last one here, because we've only got a few seconds left here, a few minutes, minute and some seconds, and that's tax benefits. What you can do with real estate is you can prolong paying taxes for the rest of your life. You can defer, 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 and then get out of paying taxes by dying. So let's talk about it. All this time, I'm deferring all the taxes on the cash flow by using depreciation to cover it. If you don't understand this, go back to one of my other podcasts or come to the seminar and we'll teach you how to use the depreciation to pay no taxes on your cash flow. You could do that for the rest of your life. You could do a 1031 exchange and sell the property and buy another one without incurring any capital gains. You're just rolling whatever tax uh, liability you have into the next property. And you could do that property after property after property until you die. Now, when you die, your family is going to inherit that real estate in a stepped-up basis, meaning all those, all the difference between what you paid for it and what it's worth would be a capital gain. That's all gone. All the paid-down mortgage and all the depreciation taken to allow you to earn those cash flows free, they all disappear, completely disappear. Now, let's say you left your 401K to your family. For them to get to that money, they would have to pay the taxes on the 401K to get it out. But your family could inherit this real estate virtually tax-free. Now, by the way, we're not talking about inheritance tax. We're talking about paying income taxes on the income that had been earned by you that you never pay taxes on. You've never paid taxes on the cash flow. You never pay taxes on the capital gains. And you're giving it to them, and they're not going to pay it either. Now, on your stocks, if you had it in your 401k and the stocks go up, you, or even if they're not in the 401k, you give them stocks, the difference between the basis of what you bought them for and what they're worth is going to be taxable. Now, if you had not in a 401k, the dividends would not have been taxed yet. They would also be taxable. If you had not had a, inside a 401k, then each year when you got the dividends, you'd have to pay taxes on them. So you're talking about earning 
six different ways, let's say five different ways, and not paying taxes on it. We're talking about rates of return that you could say total up to a thousand percent return. You could say average a hundred percent return. If you put them all together and divide it by the number of years you owned your real estate, it's easily, easily four, five, ten times better than any other investment out there. That, my friends, is the discussion I had with this lady as we sat there and ate dinner and enjoyed life, worrying about where to put a couple million dollars that you don't know what to do with. What a problem to have. Remember always, though, this isn't about the money. It's about the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. KJCE, Willingwood, Austin. KKMJ, HD2, Austin. Fans stand a- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.